This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking That's what you say, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. It is Tuesday, May 16th. I am your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, dark day. Dark day for the league. Celtics just won the draft lottery. I don't think it's dark. <laughs> you into it? You into it? Oh, you into it because of the pick swap? Because the pick swap. Yeah, and then Philly. Yeah, Philly swaps with Philly swap with Sacramento. Yeah, actually, that part. That part. at American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU. You'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Part was great. Uh, seeing Joel Embiid's already... The league is rigged. <laughs> the Lakers were never... He told Luke Walton... If you and then look, Luke Walton told us. If you look, if you look at the video, watch the tape of Magic and Joel Embiid interacting before they knew the results. Magic has a look on his face, like I know how this is gonna go down. I went into the room. <laughs> I saw. I told, all thirty owners were like, "Yes, yeah. we think it is best." Yeah, the, the other the other teams, the other twenty nine the, owners, they were all like, you love know the what? Lakers. Yeah, well, to fill in, we we are literally recording right after. Right, right, the lottery party. Yeah, the um, no, I, I didn't think it was a boring lottery. Like, I mean, uh, our friend, frequent guest Feudernick, thought said Texas S and was like, oh, boring lottery. But the pick swap I thought was great. I think it's super fun that the Lakers ended up with two because they're going to draft Lonzo Ball, and I think that, Lonzo. I think that's great. I as long as they keep the pick, I don't, I don't think they're going to trade it to the South or to to Indiana for Paul George. But as long as they keep the pick, I think that could be super fun, Lonzo. I mean, I'm bummed the Celtics got the first pick, but I, my only hope is. That Danny Ainge either messes up the pick and doesn't pick Fultz, or that Fultz is bad. Because I think, I think Fultz might might not pan out to be honest. 
I mean, I haven't really done that much research, but <laughs> I'm like looking at him and he's got a really round face. Like mm. he's got a real baby face. <clears throat> and round face is always tough. Is there a history of a baby face, round face star, John? I mean, is there any star? Look, think, think back to the stars in the league. None of them have like a cherubic face like that. Jordan, angular face. LeBron, somewhat round, but very manly features. Uh, who else? Kobe, angular. You know who does? Who? Shaq. No, but he's just, it's just because he's big, but it's like. Yeah, but that's. that's... Even when he was young, when he was young, he was chiseled. No round face. Mm, he's still Larry Bird. I mean, he's just a weird looking dude, but. Weird you know. looking dude, Larry Bird. Yeah. Um, Steve Nash, all angles. The, all of the stars always have angles. So, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Fultz. You're going to be a bust. <laughs> You're a bust. <laughs> no, I think Fultz is going to be really good. Well, I have, like I said, I haven't done my research yet. I just looked at his face, and I don't like what I see. I, I th- here's my here's my take on the Fultz thing. He, I think, he will be really good. I think the only problem he has is there's a lot of people who do what he does. What does so, he do? What does he do well? You've actually done some research. I've done a little research. He's just he's a pick and roll shooting point guard. But yeah, but that's what the league is. I mean, you need those guys. Well, that's why I think. He would be the number one pick, and I think it's like you're kind of guaranteed he'll score 25 points and have a bunch of assists. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That seems like a good number one pick. No, no, that's great. That's great. But you're going to fall in the range of somewhere between like a Dame Lillard. You know, maybe your upside is maybe you're as good as Harden. Right. You know, or your worst side is you're Reggie Jackson. Okay. Now, the reason why other players could be even better is because like up. Alonzo Ball that works out where you're like, I'm a six seven six eight pass first point guard who can hit threes, are is more of an outlier in the same way is why Giannis is so good. Right. You know, like you yeah you're basically you're just saying that Lonzo has the higher ceiling. Yes. Like that. Like you know what you're getting with faults, low variance, low variance, good player. Be, yeah, could be well, great. Lonzo has a chance to be like an all time great. Maybe. Not an all-time great, but like a you know perennial all-star. Yeah, and even someone like I think like a guy like Josh Jackson, who could be like a two-way six-eight wing, is like so much more valuable than a score first point guard. Only because the league so just has so many. So you're trying to tell Danny Ainge to not draft Mark yeah, Huffles. Yeah, he should draft. <laughs> Darren Fox strikes me as an Ainge kind of guy. Yeah, kind Ainge of. loves he, Ainge loves players that are like himself. So he oh, loves. Yeah. He loves like the hard nosed guards. Yeah. Draft smart, Rosier. And Jalen Brown, I guess, doesn't quite fit the mold, but yeah. That's 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 the type of guy he loves. Yeah, I just don't so, see <clears throat> So I can see yeah. him. I can see him picking Fox. I can see him just going for it. <laughs> but hey, you know what I say? What? Like, I know we're we're team LeVar Ball. Right. But of course. man. Like, you're talking about a guy who looked at his little kid and was like, One day you're gonna be the starting point guard for the Lakers. And we are at like so close to that happening. So, so close. Right. And his whole, like, uh, speak it into existence. A friend, friend of the pod, Aaron Torres, who we've had on a guest, has Fox Sports writer, has interviewed him for years. Like, he knows LeVar personally very well. Right. He's been to his house. has cooked. LeVar has cooked him breakfast. And he just texts me all caps, speak it into existence. Nice. He's like, like. How much did that breakfast uh, cost <laughs> him? <laughs> A couple bills. Four ninety five. Apparently, Lavar cuts your pancakes for you. Oh wow! He well, he doesn't. He doesn't trust you. He's a coach. Yeah, he's, he's a coach on the floor. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows. He knows the best uh, way to do it. But just, I mean, like, look, I'm a firm believer of the speak it into existence. Right. Why we're going to be a top ten NBA podcast very soon. By the end of this year, 
Right. Speaking into you know, existence. Wash brand will be in stores all across the world. Right. You know. I can't wait till my son wakes up in the morning and I'm going to look at him and I say, someday you will serve the starting point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers at a restaurant. Yes. Yes. That's that's start that's the ceiling. That now. That's that the ceiling. Is the ceiling. That's the ceiling. I'll, I'll throw in a low couple. ceiling. Low yeah. ceiling for my son. Yep, I'll throw that in. Maybe um, like a temp worker. He doesn't so have yeah. like a full. Someday, time. someday you yeah. will have a job that will, yeah, that someone... might give you healthcare. <laughs> One thing I wanted to really point out that I thought was really interesting because as a Sixers fan, you know we had the right to swap with the Kings. That was a hinky move that he made a trade earlier on. Right. And we get to do that. So a lot of Sixers fans were sitting around like just praying for the pick swap. You know, um, that's their big thing that they wanted. And and I get it because it is a, you know, if you're one of the guys who went to the lottery party with rights to Ricky Sanchez, you know, that's like kind of been our thing. It kind of gives credence to what Hinky did. Right. So that's why. Like validates his whole, whole, the former GM's plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care whether it's a swap or not. Just give me a higher pick. You know, like I'd rather. You just want the highest pick possible. I just want the highest pick possible. And the swap is nice. But the funny part about this whole thing is, if you're a Kings fan, you wanted the swap too. Right. Like, we were sitting there, I think a lot of Sixers fans were laughing at the Kings, like, oh, you lost it. But in reality, this is the, look, what was done in the past is done in the past. You know, cut your losses. And they went from the eighth pick to the fifth pick. pick. Right. And that's the difference of, like, maybe getting a guy at eight and ten to going to, like... I don't know. I think all those guys from, like, basically three on, from, like, three to nine, all seem kind of similar to me. So, But, I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's better to have the eight pick than the five pick, yeah, but... They are, and you're right. You're but absolutely. you never know with Vlade. Maybe it's better. <laughs> you never know, you <laughs> you never know, know with, with their yeah. draft history. Or Vivek, right? Yeah. Now, but that's the thing. It's so much better that they get the fifth pick and can pick... Like you said that, and I agree that that mix from like, but they, the yeah, they'll have their pick of the like, guys. That's a franchise changing leap. Well, also you got to think at, at around that point, like there's there's a lot of point guards in this draft. They need a point guard. Like they can kind of look at the point guards and be like, okay, this is because there's like three or four in that range where they yeah. can be like, okay, that's our like, guy. It's like Dennis Smith Jr. range. Yep. Darren Fox. Um, the, the, the French guy Frank Nicolettina or whatever. Nicolettina. Yeah. Um, the Knicks who dropped a spot. They need a point guard. You know, a lot of teams need point guards. And you can trade back. Gone. Yeah, maybe. they could trade back. But you have now said to yourself, "I'm getting a guy. I'm definitely getting one of the top five players." As opposed to well, like I hope. said, you don't know that because Vlade's drafting because it, so Vlade, they might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could <clears throat> say they're get, definitely getting one of the top thirty players in the you draft. Were, you weren't getting. Yeah, you're probably. Drafting. I mean, last draft. No, yeah, we're joking. Last draft, they drafted that like Greek guy, like Georges or something. Papa George. <laughs> yeah, Papa, Papa G. Georgie. Papa G. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So bad. And everyone was like, "Whoa, all right." Hey, man, they got Scal. That was a good pick. Yeah, Scal was a good pick. Yeah. Scal looks like he'll be a player. So um, I thought that was interesting. It was great to see the the Knicks fall back a spot. Celtics three that would have felt good. Yeah, any anybody else but them. <clears throat> but I'm I'm really now it's you know what's really great now is I haven't been following the draft and the players. Right now you because, can dig in and like you said I think like yeah from three to seven or eight you don't know so this is a prime time for Colangelo to blow it. <laughs> I've been a big <laughs> you've, been, you've been a Colangelo lover, John. I've been a lover. You've been more this more than a fan. I have to figure out who really will. What player is the sign of like really blowing it? Right. A lot of Sixers fans say Jason Tatum is it, like is the a, guy. Is a guy that'll that means he 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 blow he he'll blow it or he's the guy. He has a very he's like, a bust. He has a like good college at Duke, bad right. NBA kind of vibe to him. Okay, so that might be fun. That's a good way to to ruin a draft. Like right. go for like 
the Duke star because, you know, we've done that before. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, also, a uh, point that someone made on Twitter, Matt Carey, it also kind of opens up the door for Kyle Lowry. Oh, God. Because, now you're talking yourself into Lowry. Well, no, no, no. In the sense that... You don't have to draft a point guard. You don't have to... You're not going to draft a point guard. If you draft a wing, you still need a point guard. And that just... Colangelo. Go ahead. Throw him... Throw, throw him. a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry, 300 million... You know? Yeah. 30 million a year. Like So there's... It really opened up the field for a colossal collapse by Colangelo, which makes the whole thing more interesting. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. But every good uh, redemption story... It, as you know. as a sometimes Lakers fan, it's yeah, actually as, as, it's as actually. Ronin, what do you think? It's tough for me because I was already, I was all set this summer to formally once again leave the Lakers, go become a fan of another team. Mm. I was all set to like so spend all bad. summer talking to people on this podcast. It was going to be a summer project of mine to have different people come on and pitch me teams to root for. But now with the Lakers with that two pick getting Lonzo, I love Lonzo. <laughs> you, you know, go, you know go I back. love, you know yeah. I love Levar Ball. I love Lonzo. I love watching Lonzo play. So, yeah, it's rough. I might have to, I might have to stay a Laker fan. And I, I'm like, I was all set to leave. I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, look, my fiance loves the Lakers. I love Lonzo. I love UCLA players. I yeah. love Lavar. UCLA players, man, they do love, well in the, the league. Best. Kevin they're Love, the Westbrook, Westbrook, yeah, Luke Imbamute. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh. Bill Walton. Yeah, of course. Everyone. Kareem. Yeah. Kareem. Not the best personality, but still Kareem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, he's a legend. Yeah. I um, I don't know. Lakers are going to be fun. I still believe in D'Angelo Russell. I think he'll be better playing. I do two. not believe in D'Angelo Russell. I think they'll trade him. I think they'll say, like, if they if they keep this pick and get bald, I think they're going to move Russell. I can see that. I mean, I think if they go after Paul George, that would be the move. Yeah, I think if they go if they go after Paul George, I mean, this is my this is also if you you talked about this is a test to see how smart Colangelo is. With the Lakers, you know you're getting Paul George this summer, you know. So if you're doing a trade for him now, you you don't want to give up any like really really no, good assets. So like basically, Pacers will be like, give us the number two pick, and you'll be like, hell no. Mm-mm. How about you take um, D'Angelo Russell and you know some garbage, yeah. some Lou Aldang or something, you know? Yeah. If they take <clears throat> it, great. Deandre, I don't think D'Angelo Russell is going to be good anyway. So you got Paul George, you got Lonzo, I think you got uh, Timofe Mozgov. I don't know. Ooh. Maybe you've heard of him, John. He's he's quite the player. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Zubac, would you? Hell no, dude. Zubac is the see, best. Zubac is the man. The Lakers. The thing about the Lakers is what's weird about them is their second round picks have been better than their first round picks. Hey, Zubac, Clarkson, Nance. and Larry Nance Jr. Those are, are all guys. better than uh, than D'Angelo Russell. Ingram and Randall. Yeah, someone needs to wake Ingram up right now and tell him he needs to get in that gym because <laughs> Lonzo's coming. And that ball, actually, that ball is coming to actually. His face. Uh, actually, Ingram showed some signs, man. Ingram showed some signs of life at the end of the season. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, he, also, he was he was no longer the absolute worst player in the league oh, by, that's good. by by advanced that's analytics. Good. Um, also, I will say, remember, I was leaning towards being a Kings fan. Oh. This if they get Kang's gonna Kang's if they get so, you know if they get Malik a, Monk no Malik he, dude, Malik Monk it seems like a, a fit, seems like it. a future king to me he's such a future king the two people I would like the Kings to get that I think I would enjoy is Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. or maybe De'Aaron Fox yeah De'Aaron Fox I don't here's the thing I don't like think De'Aaron Fox would be good because he can't shoot 
but he would be someone I'd like to root for being good. I was impressed. You I was I mean? very like, impressed with the interview. They didn't interview with him. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, I like this guy. That's what I mean. Like I'd be, I'd be fine with like the Kings having him because you're like, all right, there's no, there's no, there's no, harm. there's no threat. There's no threat. There's no it's more. You're just, yeah. you're wishing happiness upon a, a beleaguered fan base. Exactly. And I think he would be him and Buddy. He will just be the one too. That's oh, I forgot Buddy's there. That's oh, Buddy's Buddy. Yeah. That's why. So Buddy like, and De'Aaron, that's that's some leadership. That's some leadership yeah. right there. Those are that's, some good that's, guys. That's zero shooting. Yeah, Papa G? Papa G? <laughs> oh, Papa G coming through. No, Buddy. Scout. Buddy, dude, Buddy can shoot. Come on. He's going to no, get I'm it back. Buddy He's shot 40%, it. Yeah. bro. Yeah, so, you wanna, so you want to talk about the Spurs-Golden State Series? Yeah. Let's just Game that. one, Zaza Pachulia. Dirty play. Dirty play or not, John. Zaza, Zaza puts his foot under Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi comes down out for the game. Dirty play or not. What do you think? It's, it's a big, a sort it's a big, of dirty play. Yeah, it's a little dirty play. I mean, my question to you is like, we have Zaza playing dirty. We have Kelly Olynyk playing dirty. Before that, we had Matthew Dellavedova playing dirty. Do we need to ban white players from the league? Absolutely. I think so. I think that's I the dream lesson. Of a league, <laughs> a league of, of no vanilla no, no white players. Yeah, we should have that two just, separate leagues. <laughs> but they should be equal separate but equal leagues separate but equal leagues yeah i mean that would really that's when you know the league is great yeah like, like people are like ooh, the 90s like oh jordan played t- jordan played against craig elo <laughs> that's the, that's the advantage of the international players it gets yeah. less it gets less white americans <laughs> it gets, in there it's less it gets like <laughs> gritty white americans yeah and instead then, instead now we have gritty australians yeah and gritty where's where's zaza from georgia Pretty Georgians. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like only the Sixers should have TJ McConnell. Like the Nets should have like one or two white guys. But that's it. Just the bottom of the barrel team. Right, right. The token. Yeah. The token. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But really, any playoff contender, you know. Got to get him out. Got to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, did you see Pop's rant? Oh, brilliant. So Pop Pop goes on this rant against Zaza. Basically, that's like the, he's like went in on Zaza, like called him by in, name and was like, hard. this player has a history. He said he... Uh, compared it to manslaughter that so, was pretty interesting yeah so um, he just went in on zaza basically called it a dirty play which was i mean i loved it also at the very end of this podcast i'm gonna put it in i'm gonna put that rant in there because i love it so much and i'm gonna play the uh, hit him up beat underneath it nice the I, love it. Hit him up beat. I love it but um i loved it but it was also kind of weird because pop coached bruce bowen and that was bruce bowen's signature move i did find that pretty interesting so it was kind of like i loved it but at the same time it was like but pop come on man like yeah, you know. I will say the guy built his Bruce Bone built his entire career on that yeah, and wearing a bow tie. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Didn't they change the rule after Bruce Bone? They I think they changed it to where it's a foul, but I mean like Pop so, Pop Pop's problem with it wasn't like that the foul wasn't called. His problem with it is he's basically said it was dirty, you know, this guy's a dirty player. Yeah, I But I, he I, literally coached <laughs> the most dirty player of all time probably. Well, that's the brilliance of Pop. You keep wanting to be president, ways. but if you're going to be president of this country, you got to talk out both sides of your mouth. Right? Uh, apparently, apparently. Yeah. Um, so is this series over though? I mean, in all seriousness, uh, they just got killed start, tonight. Didn't, didn't Dude, even start. They were going to win that game, man. They were going to win that game. They had a chance. Never, never going to happen. I think it would have been one of the things. Even if they, they won that game, they would have lost the next they four. Would have lost the next four. Easily. Yeah. They yeah. would definitely have won that. If Kawhi would not have gone, they definitely would have won. That. I think they people are like, oh, the Golden State would have come back anyways. Golden State comes. Yeah, Golden State comes back on people, but like. Dude, Kawhi is a killer. It just it just happened that as soon as Kawhi went down, they, that's when they they, they barely won the game. Like they did. it was still right. close. It was still close, but yeah, yeah. they're gonna sweep them. 
Uh, can't wait for the Cavs sweep. Oh, God, please, Cavs. Just please, Cavs. Has there sweep ever the been two teams no. that went to the finals no. that were no, of course not. 12 and I don't think so. Wow. I think it's very rare. I, I think the Lakers swept all the way to the finals they in did. 2001. That was it. The, when they played they lost Philly. The first game. Yeah, they lost yeah. the first game in overtime. And I believe when I was a kid, they swept um, all the way to the finals um, sometime in the 80s or either when they played Jordan. So Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll see. That would be wild. That'd be awesome if they both swept. <clears throat> if they both swept. I mean, I'm not. I've been kind of poo-pooing these playoffs, but you know, actually, the, some of the games have been some of the game individual games, individual have, been, games have, been. have been fun. Two games. It's just the overall feeling of inevitability. Yes. So. Yeah. Two but, games uh, ago, that that uh, John Wall. John Wall. Was that was great. Game, game seven was fun too. The game Celtics. Seven was pretty fun Celtics. Up, Wiz. Up until the end, um, yeah. And this, the first game of the series, the Spurs Warriors was fun. Um, yeah, that Wiz series. What do you? What do you? Do you have any? Um, any reactions to that? I mean, think uh, it, it feels like if it, it feels like the, the the Wiz are just missing. They just need they need something extra. Personally, I think I think I'm not a big fan of Scott Brooks. Like I wish they had a. I feel like if they had a better coach, you know. I just don't think they have the talent. I think I they do think, have the talent though. That's the I thing, don't think man. Gortat's good enough. Gortat, I, I got I got a problem with Gortat, man. Gortat, the dude like drives tanks in the off season. Like yeah. that's his thing. He's getting pushed around by Kelly Olynyk, who like drives Volvos in the off season. So it's like, dude, come on, man! Like, you gotta, you gotta assert your yeah, you will. You can't get, you can't, you can't get pushed get... around by a Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Kelly, man, Kelly Olynyk, that um, guy's the worst. I do think <clears throat> I really hated that series because it was like the perfect like they have Boston, the talent though. They have the talent. Like, Boston annoying fan talking. Oh point. god, dude! Like you could, every Boston fan was like, "That's why I hate it." I told you, I, Isaiah Thomas, greatest player of all time. Marcus Smart yeah. stepped up, Kelly greatest Olenek. post defender ever. Kelly Olynyk, you guys, were he's a fighter, around. man. People count him out his I, whole life. But. I told you, Jalen Brown was going to get playoff minutes guarding their best player. I told Yo, you. To be honest, Jalen Brown looked good. He didn't look like good. I hate to admit it because I, I hate Danny Ainge and I always yeah. say he's a terrible drafter. And I also didn't like Jalen Brown at all coming to that draft. Yeah. But he looks, he looks, he looks good to me. He looks, he looks like he's gonna right. be a starter. He looks up. He looks at right. some point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's point. tough for me to admit, but it's also the thing about Jalen. But Brown, as the bigger man than Danny Ainge, yes. I will admit I was wrong. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I mean, I just, I do think. Look, I'll, I'll never pretend Brad Stevens isn't a good coach. Dude, Brad Stevens. He, that's, that's their saving yeah. grace. So, I think he got the most out of his players, and they have a way better bench than you know no but washington's <clears throat> such a better team like john wall is amazing bradley beal dude bradley beal can ball out like bradley, bradley beal, beal really came out. into his own this yeah. series gortad as i mentioned he's not great yeah i think he's a bum but keith dude i love keith he's pretty from good. philly you don't like you don't like i don't like either of the morris twins really they're I love the horrible morris twins. people I'm, they're probably horrible people but they're, i just like i think they're like beyond horrible <laughs> Right, they like really just straight up beat people up. And they stuff. beat like, that guy up, but what else have they done that's so bad? I mean, I probably guess, all the other people they beat up. And there's also caught. lots. There's lots of rumblings about those guys, but yeah. Um, but I do appreciate all the stuff that came out. I do appreciate how they have this, the matching tattoos. So <clears> the same all. bank account. The same just, bank just account. Just uh, give us, give us, give us the money. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I love the <laughs> commitment. I love the commitment to to twinhood. That um, is true. I, I respect that. Um, I just I like the way they look too. They look like um, they look like seventies like black exploitation stars to me. Like they look like they, they could do. they could be a lead in a black exploitation. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Like hey, Mark uh, Morris twins, get at me. I'll make a black exploitation movie with you guys. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I don't know, like double Morris, double trouble, something like that. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Twin Street. 
Twin Street, dude, Twin Street, Twin yeah, Street, Twin Street. Yeah, you can see it's Broad like Broad and Twin Street. It's like when the bad guy thinks he has the upper hand, and then the, the one twin's like, "Turn around," you know. Yeah. And then the he other has, twin's he, there. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. he has like one tied up. He's like, "You're going nowhere." And then and the door like, kicks up. He's like, "But how are you?" Yeah, like somehow it never got out that there's, there's that twins. There twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah Every always... bad guy doesn't know there's two of them. <laughs> oh, dude, get at me, get at me, Morris yeah. twins. I'm telling you, they just have a look. Like I just like yeah. their look. I just don't, and, and yeah, I think... Auto like, Porter, Auto Porter didn't have a great series, but he might no, be good. and Kelly Oubre looks like he was hurt. Here's the he thing, also, here's my game. other problem with the, with the Wiz. I was trying to be, like, a smart, good basketball fan. Like, I don't know if you ever tried to do this, John, where you're watching a game, and instead of just watching the ball, you're like, I'm going to watch a player, like, this whole game. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to watch, just zone in on this player, like, see how he moves with the, out the ball, see how he looks on defense. And I was watching John Wall on defense. Like, John Wall... Looked like the worst defender in the oh, world to me. Oh man! Like game seven. This is game seven. Game that, seven. At the beginning of the game, not, I'm not talking about the fourth quarter when he was tired. I'm not talking about the third okay. quarter when he was tired. I'm talking about the first quarter. I didn't. He watch was. The first quarter. He was like walking around on defense. Like, really? No intensity. Kept getting lost. Like all the points the Celtics were scoring, they were either scoring on him, or like because he was missing a rotation, or like backdoor cuts, like from his man. Wow. Like the, the dude cannot play defense. And I checked the advanced numbers just to check my eye test. And yeah, he's a very poor defender. Yeah, I didn't watch. I wasn't able to watch first quarter. I was driving home from work, but the fourth quarter, I was like, dude is like barely. Well, he was dead. I mean, he was was like he was exhausted. That's fine. I mean, like he he played well in the in the first half, and I think he just ran out of gas. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's like I'm not gonna say he doesn't have the clutch gene or something. No, no, and I felt that way too. Bottom line is, Wizards should have won this series. That's what I'm saying. They were up by 24. Second game, they were up by like 20. And then Bradley Beal, John Wall missed a buzzer reader, or he missed the last shot, which was a tough shot. And then Bradley Beal had a wide open 12 footer that he clanked, and that's the series. He, if, but you know, I, yeah, but I mean, games, like it shouldn't even been that close. There, I think exactly. I think the Wizards are more talented, and it was like been. the problem. What they're missing is they got a bad coach, not a bad coach. They got a decent coach, but like Brad Stevens. If Brad Stevens, they switch coaches. Oh, Wizards gone. And also, it's like that. Me, me talking about how John Wall play, doesn't play defense. Part of that's coaching. Like yeah. someone needs to like get on him to play some defense. Yeah. Like I, if if John Wall's playing defense like that with the Spurs, pops yanking him. Yeah, you know? I also think that Celtics were just deeper. Yeah, and they're deeper. That's, but that's, again, that's I the think other that's the problem with the Washington. That's the other problem with the Wiz is they have a bad GM. <clears throat> Anyways, well, whatever. That's why good they luck lost to, you. to the team that's about to be swept by the Cavs. So last thing I had that I want to talk to you about that we haven't that happened, you know, while in between recordings is. That game, uh, the game six, uh, Spurs Rockets, where Harden just basically didn't show up, didn't shoot. You know, they people said it looked like he was drugged. I, mean, I was wondering if you yeah. heard any theories or have any theories because the theories that are out there are he was sick or he had a concussion. My issue with those theories is that he went to the club right after the game. So okay, maybe he has a concussion, maybe he's sick, but usually I don't go to a club with a concussion. Maybe he didn't know he was concussed, but still, it doesn't seem like. You want to be hitting the club with a when you're sick or with a concussion, but I don't know. I think maybe he just the, maybe he just committed to that life. I think you definitely can go to the club if you're sick. Okay. Because look, me, I'm kind of a baby when I'm sick. You can ask, my my wife's in the room. You can ask her. I'm kind of when I'm yeah. sick. I'm you know real. I need to just be left alone. I need to sleep a lot. Yeah, but I could see Harden going out. You could, okay. You know, I could just see him doing that. The concussion thing, if it depends how bad. I mean, like if you're like your head's wobbly. Then yeah, it's tough to go to the club, but 
You're only sick. Yeah, I mean. Well, what do you think? Do you think what, do you think there's actually something wrong with him, or do you think he's just like he has a history of kind of not showing up in in like late playoff games? Like he didn't show up on, uh, when he was with OKC for the finals. Yeah. I mean, the rumor with that was he was basically partying the entire finals I mean, in that Miami. Could be it. He didn't show up when they when they come back against the Clippers. Um, it was the other players, not him. Last year against the Warriors, he didn't show up. You think? I think he was a little sick because like people were people were talking about him being sick. People were talking about him, you know coffin during the game things like that so uh, i think that played has to play in it and i also think he just like probably just overall exhausted from the year i think also i think harden's the type of guy also that was it was a great game because i'm a Harden hater so all season it was been real rough for us and you know uh Harden hating uh peninsula or wherever we live because you know he had a great season and you know, mm-hmm. he was really amazing season yeah i always thought that he was kind of like the type of guy who didn't have that extra bit of work ethic or that extra, you know, whatever to, to make, you know, to really, to lead a team. Go to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, that playoff, that playoff game really confirmed it for us. And I think what it was is he kind of realized that they were done. Like after they lost game five, that really, really close game five that the yeah. Rockets should have won, he realized the series is over and just, you know, didn't, didn't even show up. Like he just sort of checked out. Yeah. And that's my thinking about him being tired at the end of the year. I don't think it's necessarily physically tired. I think it's physically and mentally tired. And if you look at the series, the playoff series that he lost, the ones I just mentioned, all those were series where, like, at some point, maybe they had a chance. But then once he realized, okay, we don't have a chance in the series, he's kind of done. Yeah, and I think that's back to my point. It's like there's a part where you're like, look, they both were like all year, we're not resting. D'Antoni's not resting. We don't do that. It's like, well, maybe maybe kind of came back to hurt you. And when you're like, yeah, D'Antoni, D'Antoni even said like at the, he's like, maybe I might reconsider that resting thing. Oh, did he? Say yeah, that? he said it. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes you just need a mental rest. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get where you're like, I want to keep playing and stuff. But a lot of times at the end of the season, it's things you don't realize you've done. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you just, you, you know, know this because <clears throat> you of course played in the NBA. John, so you the know at the end of the season, yeah. how tired you get. Right? Yeah. Well, you were talking about your bedtime being at eight. My, my, we're way past my bedtime. Way right past now. your bedtime. Yeah. And this will catch up to you. Right. Right. It'll so, catch up to me tomorrow. If for you don't sure. have your nap tomorrow, yeah. it's going to be bad. Well, I can't take a nap because I'm taking care of a child. So well, you got to wait you know. till he naps. Most important job in the world, everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Raising a, uh, yeah, you wouldn't know as a father. As not a father. As a father. Number one most important job, mother. Number two, father. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huge, huge news. Yeah. Breaking news. Wow. Yeah. All right, John, you want to do Get At Me Dog? <laughs> Get At Me Dog. Get At Me Dog. <laughs> this week we did Hamadou Diallo. <laughs> Hamadou? Is that his name? Hamadou? Harambe. <laughs> Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> Harambe a dildo. Uh, <laughs> now, the uh, this was a suggestion by. This is, he's supposed to be drafted, but I like went and like looked and like he's not in any mock drafts. So. Is he not in any mock? This yeah, is a, this is a Dave Feeder. Dave Feeder Nick was like, this guy's in you know in this draft class and he's he's interacting with people. So I tweeted at him, Lakers thinking about drafting Hamadou Diallo in the late first round? Question mark. My advice, Hamadou it. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, what's yours? That's pretty good. Uh, I I tweeted I totally forgot and tweeted this maybe a uh, few minutes ago. Yeah, I just wrote. I think Celtics should take uh, Hamid, Diallo Hamadou with the number one pick. That's any, what I got. You get any responses? I did not get a response from him, <clears throat> but we've got a nice little uh, thread. Going. Nice little thread. Go people well, agreeing. People people. Hopefully, Six, Sixers fans agreeing. Uh, a couple of. Uh, 
Just draft experts agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it gets back to Ainge. Hopefully Ainge sees it. Yeah, Mike, Phillip, and Brian, shout out to all them who are going going on this. Yeah, you know. They should take Ferguson second. I don't even know who is Ferguson. I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Just random last names. Yeah, that's a bit of read. Prefer Thomas Bryant there. They need a bit. But these are all like smart draft people. So shout out to them. The, uh, you know, I realized I didn't get a response, by the way. No, yeah. but I, I realized I messed up because I said they should take him in the late first round. And I realized all these guys have, like, giant egos. So, like, even if he saw this, he'd be like, late first round. Yeah. No. He's like, hell no, they should take me with the number two pick, you know? Exactly. That's what I did. You I know, Celtics man. One. Yeah. Well, this is, I tweeted this before that we knew the Lakers were getting that. that yeah. So. Okay. I think this one might grow. I think we'll, we're going to see a response. Right, I right. Think, I think he'll like it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Peter Nick had a good tweet. Did you see that one? No. He, he did he, a Photoshop. He tweeted at, at, at Hammond? Yeah, did you see it? No. What, did, what oh. was it? Okay, here's Peter Nick. Yo, Hamadou, you're about to be a professional baller. Time for endorsements. May I suggest Honey Baked Ham? Hashtag Hamadou going ham. And then he photoshopped a picture of him dunking a ham. It's It's pretty good. Peter Nick, pretty good. I retweeted it, but that's about it. Dude, Honey Bake Ham gotta like it though. At least, come on, Honey Bake. No, what's going on? Who's, who's your social? Who's your social media intern? They're probably like, uh, yeah, we tried to like, you know, research this Hamadou guy. He doesn't exist. <laughs> He's not on any track. Did, did did Dave just make up Hamadou Diallo because <laughs> he because he, he wanted to do a verified. ham joke? He's not verified. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's some, just, it's sometimes just some you g- work backwards from the joke. Some, right? Yeah, he's like, okay, let me just find an NBA player for the name Ham. Right. Yeah, like that's how it worked. One day, Seinfeld was sitting there with Larry David, and he's like, "He's my butler." How do we how do we write a show around that? That's what that's what Dave did. Yeah, Great job, good job. Dave. Shout out to Feudy. Yeah. Uh, all right, headlines, headlines. Yeah, <clears> let's do it. <throat> There's been a lot of news. Yeah, but the headlines haven't been good. Uh, just, 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 just read yourself. The headlines are rough this week. Oh, it's a tough one. It's okay, a no tough problem. week. Tough week for newspapers. Actually, this is this is true. This came out after a hardened no show that game six. Yeah. Some strippers. This is this is true. Some strippers were mad at him uh, on Reddit, and they were saying that that he he stiffed him seventy five hundred dollars. Whoa. Yeah, they were like, yeah, Harden sucks, and he stiffs us seventy five hundred dollars. All right. Um, so, but in his defense. He was just trying to, to deliver to the strippers the same experience he does for all Houston fans. A lot of fun with a giant letdown that renders the whole experience meaningless. Headlines. 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 All right. You know, Zaza got in trouble with that dirty play. I did. I, you know, Kawhi. Yeah. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi said it wasn't a dirty play. And he, can't, and he said he couldn't see anyone else intentionally hurting a basketball player. When asked why, he said... Do not harm humans is the first line of my programming. (laughs) Headline. He's a robot. Robot. You know, a a lot of people, (laughs) you know, a lot of people are upset because the Warriors are always getting lucky. They're always playing, you know, they play uh, Portland without Nurkic. Utah. George Hill was out. Now they're playing the Spurs without Kawhi. Don't worry. Don't worry, okay? Adam Silver taking care of it he's ruled that the 2017 championship doesn't count that's the joke (laughs) it doesn't count (laughs) see because it's just saying it's this one doesn't count for anything you see all right okay move on on. (laughs) all right right. i told you it was rough week rough week week. week. fake news all right news headlines all right bring it back matt kelly olenic kelly olenic um went off against the Wizards. And when he was asked where he got the confidence, he said, 
I got the confidence from the fact that for years I've gotten away with this terrible facial hair and horrible man bun. Headlines! Warming up. We'll get him back. Doc. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. What, what, uh, left Doc Rivers? The, he left the Celtics. If I don't even remember this, he forced his way out of the Celtics because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Now, the Celtics have made the conference finals before the Clippers. Wow. Said Doc, what do you want, man? Have you seen my draft picks? I'm really bad at predicting things. Headlines! That's it. Oof. Rough news week. Rough <laughs> I told week. you it was a rough news rough cycle, news man. Cycle. Did you not pay your AP bill? Your AP man, wire let me bill? tell you, the playoffs are rough for headlines because wow. it's just a lot of actual basketball. Wow. So, yeah. Your, uh, I got a new headline. Oh, yeah, go the, ahead. Uh, go ahead. the Celtics got the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked Brad Stevens and Dan Ainge, what do you think? Uh, what is What will be your strategy with the number one pick? He said, uh, we'll think about it in four games when we get swept by the Cavs. Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward yeah, to that sweep. Let's throw that in there. Looking forward to that sweep. Shout out to Beefs. Let's shout them out. Actually, John, let me. Oh. I'm, I'm going to get a beer for this shout out to Beefs since we're at my house. I'm gonna, Whoa, yeah, yeah, we're at Matt's house. This is happening. First time in Matt's new house. First time meeting uh, his baby Dean. I'm just going to let me just start there. First of all, I'm going to shout out baby Dean. Wonderful. Uh, already better looking than his dad. Just start off. Just, just more fun. Kind of funnier. He actually wrote some good headlines earlier. I wish you had listened to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have had we should have had Dean on the. Uh... Hey Matt, let me take a time. Let, let oh, let's take, take let's take let's take a moment, John. Yeah. Let's take a moment to explain uh, a little clothing line known as the Wash brand clothing line. It's for guys who are washed, guys like you and me, Matt. Right. Uh, guys well, who have to ask yourself. their fiance to uh, walk on their back. Because their back hurts. Oh, nice! You yeah, did that. I did that. Wow. Uh, also, for guys like me who get a um, that's that's rough though, because you need to get a heavier fiance for that to work, John. Yeah, trying to get a big <laughs> one to really, yeah. really get the knots out. Gotta get, well, you I, gotta get a show up, show up in the morning with some I, donuts. She's like, "What are you? What are these for? I need I you to walk her, on my back later." I had her holding a couple of cans of soup. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, it's also for wash guys like me who um, <clears throat> whose leg falls asleep at their younger boss's office. And can't leave the office until their leg gets back. Always great when you have a boss younger than you. Yeah. Always makes so I just good. stood there in his doorway holding my leg, being like, yeah, yeah, give me a second. My, my leg fell asleep for good, good way too long. The Circulation. Band, Circulation gets hard. Good news. Good news for wash people everywhere. Yep. The hats. We nice. did the quality check. The hats are looking pretty, pretty nice. good. They're nice. Yeah. We're gonna, uh, we'll unveil them next week probably. Okay. We gotta. I so still gotta perfect, tweak the website. Perfect, a little. perfect for this week's podcast. Great. To do, Just let to you know it. it's coming, guys. The, but you can get the shirts at a T Public. T Public. Search the Super Hoopers. <clears throat> Search the Super Hoopers. Yeah. And the hats will be soon. So, so. But we got because I realized that we always do these washed ad reads, and then nowhere do we tell people where you could go buy them. No, no. Which so is part of being washed. <laughs> Perfectly washed. Uh, and now back to the show. Back to shout-outs and beefs. Shout-out to uh, Jeremy Lin, who uh, said that... Oh, yeah. He said that college uh, player or college fans are more racist than NBA fans. Yep. Shocking, John. Shocking. Shocking that people who prefer the college game are more racist than oh, NBA yeah. fans. Shocking that I was, rich, I was, yeah, rich I was, young Ivy Leaguers right, would be more racist than, than the general NBA fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The rich white guys in the Ooh. Ivy Leagues were more racist yeah. than the, you know, such insight. hardworking uh, African Americans who come yeah. to the game. Yeah, wow. Um, um, but beefing with, uh, beefing with his hair still. Come on. Come on, Jeremy Lin. 
Oh, Jeremy Lin's hair? Yeah. I, I thought you were beefing <clears throat> my hair, and I was like, I got a haircut. No, John. your hair looks great. Yeah, thanks. Supercuts. Yeah. Shout out to super, Supercuts. Hook me up. Uh, to keep it with the culture, shout yeah. out to Pablo Torre. Getting a TV show. Oh, nice. I love Pablo, uh, Pablo Torre. Love And Pablo. Bomani Jones. <clears throat> and Bomani. Yeah, Bomani's so great, go. too. So, Pablo. ESPN finally doing some good stuff. Yep, we finally got... We're up to uh, two Asian guys on TV. That's great. Oh, yeah. Who's the other one? Randall. Your oh, <laughs> Randall Park. Yeah, the guy that, well, like, that like has been here. Yeah. Right, but they, uh, you know, they got a bunch of other, that. They, uh... No, they canceled Doctor Ken. We're down to two. Right. No, Aziz. Aziz got a. Aziz got a uh, show. I, I have an Does issue. that not? I, I keep. I keep my my Asian category very tight. Okay. All right. You don't yeah, count don't, the South Asians. I, no, I don't. I don't do South. Okay. South all right. Asians. Come on now. Okay. If someone's like, oh yeah, my Asian friend, a noob, you'd be like, what? Come no. on. No. I know that's true. Just be that's Chang true. or okay. something. Okay. Keep it simple. Um, they got their own thing. Shout out to, speaking of Asians, shout out to Jordan Clarkson, Ooh. who's half Asian. Yeah. Half Filipino, I believe. Yep. Uh, got in a car with uh, three ladies. Was spotted by TMZ, get in a car with three ladies. And oh, said, really? I'm just a player. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. And Man, I looked you... up the, I looked up the def- <clears throat> definition of player on Urban Dictionary. This, this is a oh, P-L-A-Y-A. So Not player, you, you player. Are, all so right. Washed. And John, a person who has enough game... And hence, enough respect can do whatever they want, dress however awful or tacky they want, say whatever crazy things they want to say, and still win the adoration of others. Often these skills are used to earn sexual or material favors, although not by necessity. Ooh. That pretty much perfectly describes Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So, shout out to So shout out. Yeah. Just yeah. doing it for the culture. Yeah. This is this thing that makes me really mad. And we saw it coming. Somehow, the playoff performance of... An MVP caliber player like Westbrook or oh, Harden or Kawhi. This drives me crazy. Somehow, their place in the playoffs should magically change the MVP voting. Just ignoring the fact that uh, the voting happens before the playoffs. It's a regular so season award. It's a regular season award. Drives me crazy. Absolutely Everyone nuts. in the first round, oh, this you now you still stand by your Westbrook vote? And then after the Harden no-shows. Yep. Oh, well, you still think Hard is the MVP? Oh, how about Kawhi? Now it's, it should be this. Oh, it's a LeBron. It's been LeBron the whole time. LeBron's the best LeBron? player. It, it was a regular season award. The, the dude didn't play defense for five months, man. No, like, I mean, he didn't care. The team was the team didn't even get the one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, how was the Eastern MVP? Conference with the, the one seed went to the Celtics, who were just like garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just like a collection of shitty draft picks that. <laughs> Could that, that barely like, beat the Bulls. Coached up by like a barely wizard. beat the Bulls. Yeah. Until Ron, Ron, yeah. John Rondo. They needed hurt. a Rondo injury. Yeah. Yeah. So, because also let's just look at this logically. <clears throat> if you're saying LeBron's the best player in the world, that's why he deserves the MVP, right? Well, then why give the award out? Why not give the award at the beginning of the year? If you're just giving it to the best player, he was the best player before the season started. Yeah. So why not just say, okay, hey, by the way, we think LeBron's the best player in the world. He gets the MVP this year. You would never do that. So why would you do it in this other way? It's if you want to do, just have a best player award. Then it's called the most yeah. valuable player. It's a regular season award. Just stop. stop also, it's that. like who actually cares? I mean, like, why? Why do people take this so seriously? <laughs> you know, I, I heard I heard the NBA described as a soap opera for men, it and really I thought is. that was like the best description. It's sports are a soap opera for men. Like, why? That's why are we is anybody really mad about the MVP? It's just like no. whatever you. It's just no. an opinion. It's just that some yeah. opinions <clears throat> are bad and wrong. But yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's just opinion. Yeah, mostly everyone on anybody who didn't vote for Westbrook, bad and wrong, bad wrong, and wrong in our opinion. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, and also, also like I saw today, like uh, shout out to the rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast. We mentioned Merler and the lottery party. party. Yeah, That's the lottery, like, lottery party tonight. They raised yeah. the banner for Hinky. Like, look, I sometimes kind of cringe 
and think like, ugh, guys, you're going a little too far. But, but it's just for fun. But it, but at the end of the day, it's just for fun. And if you're, I've saw a lot of tweets and stuff. People be like, oh, this is the most pathetic thing I've seen in my life. Like, how can they do it? It's like, stop. It's a bunch of guys having a good time. No one's getting hurt. Right. No one's doing whatever. I'd rather people do what they do than a Trump rally. <laughs> besides that, uh, you know, just getting drunk at a tailgate and starting a fight with yeah an, an, an opposing team or something you and know also I mean? it's like, like it's very positive it's very fun yeah. and you might find it corny because and there's some of it i do but like whatever i'm not gonna go out and like complain about people having fun yeah. and that i think is more pathetic than whatever they're doing so shout out to them and beefing with the haters yeah i'm beefing with the Cavs, cleveland cavaliers Ooh. just announced their jersey sponsor oh, so they're yeah. gonna be sponsored by goodyear uh, have a good, have a good here pat, patch on the uh, on the jerseys, and that's actually a really good video. Like if you watch the video that like oh, really? announces it, I was actually very impressed by the branding. And actually, the patch looks <clears throat> good, but I just thought it was a missed opportunity, and they should have just had a three one patch, as like oh, as like at least for just one year. For one year, just have the three. Done. I mean, I guess you don't want to do it after this year if you lose to the Warriors, but. Like yeah, it would have been awesome if they had a three one and just like they just had a company that was like a three one stores you know so they could, oh, oh no is they, we're just sponsored by we're just sponsored by these three one stores yeah. we don't know oh is it, it has to do with something else something is there like a company that's like thirty first oh it's thirty one flavors back to Baskin oh, Robbins thirty one flavors that would have been perfect been good the thirty oh, second flavor is, is yeah. the Golden State Warriors tears yeah that been good. oh man uh, man hey uh, shout out. To kill a cow for posting this, who I'm beefing with, the New Yorker. Beefing with the New Yorker. Whoa, John, highbrow beef. Highbrow beef? Highbrow. Highbrow. That's a Kobe beef. How about this? Uh, Michael Aggers, the truth is out there. NBA conspiracy theories on YouTube. Anyway, it's this whole article about conspiracy theories. But you know what? He's missing one person. What? No blaze? He is missing one person that is absent. And I have documents right here get your documents out documents that explain why the new yorker left out the truth let's be clear we're talking about sean blazington our favorite conspiracy theory uh artist on on youtube and it's clear that the new yorker doesn't want the real truth out so they put out this false flag of an article talking about these other conspiracies I have to see this article. What kind? What, what conspiracy theory videos is in there? If it's not Sean Blaze, it's like, oh, here it is. Was Michael Jordan's retirement a secret suspension by David Stern? Oh, it's like the standard Ooh. ones, frozen envelope, that Ooh. sort of stuff. Yeah, man, this guy Was didn't. Michael even... Jordan's flu game really a hangover? How are you? How are you going to do NBA conspiracy theories without the Sean Blaze hits? Like, is Kevin Durant really a midget? Was he was he born a midget? As Killer Cow said, New Yorker doesn't want you to know who Porzingis' biological father. Is. Exactly, exactly, man. Yeah. So beef him with the New Come Yorker. Come on, he doesn't want you to know that LeBron and James and Steph Curry are half brothers. Right? Del Curry, Mookie, you guys know. Yeah, the New York Times, the failing New York we Times. Have the they don't want you to know about the Mookie monster. Yeah, man. So him with the typical, typical New York liberal media. We got another beef here. So, did you watch the Charles Barkley show on race? <laughs> no, of course not. <clears throat> of course. Okay. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not enlightened. You're not what? I'm not enlightened. You're not enlightened. Okay, so I watched the first episode. I didn't watch the other three. They they played the first one early. Um, Wait, what is the show? It's like 
Charles Barkley solves racism or no, it's 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 Charles Barkley going around talking about race, you know, and mm-hmm. interviewing people. Now, this I only watched the first episode. So he went to Baltimore. Right. Uh, where they were having, you know, uh, there were some riots, you know, and then he went and he was crit- he was critical about not Baltimore. He was critical about Ferguson. But he went to Baltimore and he met with an activist, you know, who was like pro, you know, the, I guess I think in Baltimore they had burned down a CVS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was kind of like so explaining. He met his with side. a guy who was like pro Rite Aid. He was yeah, like, yeah. "Look, Rite Aid's way better. Right, right, we had to burn yeah, yeah, exactly. down CVS." Yep. yep. So, uh, but so here's my point. This is who I'm beefing with. The next day, there's a couple articles that came out. One was, and I read, you know, someone tweeted, "This is the best thing you'll read all week." Mm. You know. And then, um, whenever someone tweets that, it's always the best thing you read. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> ten times out of ten. And and here was my issue with that article because their whole point was like, and like based off even just how you responded, people wanted this thing to be really, really bad. Right. Because when you think Charles Barkley talking about race, this has to be bad, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that his article and there was an article on the Ringer uh, by Micah Peters, uh, buddy, buddy of ours or buddy of mine, I know. Pretty nice guy. And he was a little better than this first one. The first article came from SB Nation. His was a little better. But both of them, I thought, the, the problem was, they were like, why is Charles Barkley doing this? What does Charles Barkley know about race? Or does that, like, this is the worst thing. Here's the thing. Charles Barkley wrote a book about this called Who's Afraid of the Big Black Man? In which he interviewed other famous people about race. And it was a great book. Oh, I don't even know about it. Exactly. No one knows about it. But he... And, and honestly, it might be a best-selling book. Mm-hmm. It was really good. He interviewed a lot it was of like celebrities. The, it was like early 2000s? When did it come out? I might have been in high school at the time. Okay, wow. Um, but he interviewed George Lopez. He interviewed other people. And he really broke down a lot of things. He broke down a lot about his daughter. Because his wife, or I don't know if it's his wife, but his daughter's mother is white. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she came and asked. The, I think the book started that way. It's just like, well, what am I? Am I black? Am I white? Or whatever, you know. And Charles Barkley like basically broke down like, look, unfortunately, in the eyes of everyone, you're black. Right. So that's what you are because you know no one's gonna look at you and think you're white. Two thousand five book. Two thousand five. So, um, and it was like a it was a good book, like everything about it. And so like this idea that Charles Barkley shouldn't be able to talk about this is like, if you didn't know he wrote like how can you write an article about this without mentioning the fact. That he's an author about this subject. You know? Um, and also, I watched a show. Two things that really stood out to me about this. And this is one thing that we talk about. You know? Obviously, this show this show is on TNT. It's for the masses. It's not going to be the most, you know, minutia. And, you know, it's an hour long. And it's going to be obviously not perfect. But in this hour long show. They do a lot of really good segments. Like, the two really? segments that stood out to me. One, he did... He brought on a guy, and they did an animation about how... Basically, the idea of how the government rezoned districts. And I think it was called the Red Line District. Basically, redlining. Redlining, right? Right. I... Like, and I knew a little bit about it, right? This so is I'm what, during weird. the 30s, where they redlined... Basically, they encouraged segregation by redlining. Exactly. The fact that he is bringing this up and that the average person who might not know anything about redistricting in general... It's not redistricting. It's like basically they propped up 
white neighborhoods. Yes. And didn't give loans to black neighborhoods. Exactly. But it, the fact that he even brought it up, you know, and the show did a good job. And he wasn't the one explaining it. They had other people explaining it. And then also he goes into a public meeting, right? And really, like, the people of Baltimore let him have it. Hmm. And they left it in the show. He At the end of the episode, Charles Barkley looks like an idiot. So I think that's very valuable. Because, like, he could have easily been like, yo, just make me look like the smartest guy in the room. But really, right. he took an L. And I think that's kind of big for someone like him to be like, hey, I went into this thing thinking I knew what I was talking about. And the people really put me in my place. Which is, like, that's how people learn. You know what I mean? Like, so I really liked it. I want to watch the other ones. I don't think it's, like, brilliant by any means. But the one thing I'm beefing with these two articles were... They were pretty much saying how, you know, they really hated how Charles Barkley came in and said, like, by calling it rioting and by, like, being anti this, that he was the bad guy, right? Which is a fair point. But here's the other thing that no one mentioned, and this is my big beat. The guy who was pro the burning of the CVS, his uncle that he lived with was anti, right? So in reality, there's people in Baltimore that know this guy, that are family members, that are, were anti it too. So to blame Barkley for his no, opinion he, when other people that, like, that's the opinion of also people in that city and that should be shared. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's like, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's useful to have those, a diversity of opinions and oftentimes the far right obviously has its own issues, but the far left also has its own issues where they just shout down anybody <clears throat> with a differing opinion by saying, oh, you're racist. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, sometimes hear him out, you know? Like, yeah, hear out hear out the guy's uncle who he lives with who has a different opinion. Right. And don't just be like, oh, well, Charles Barkley said it, so he's an idiot. Or like, oh, you're not woke enough. Like Exactly. Like, and there was a lot of that in the articles, and I think that was... I thought Micah did a better job of it. His was a little more balanced and stuff. Uh, but the first article I read was like, basically like, Charles Barkley shouldn't do it because there's this other show that's better about race. So What's the other show that's better about race? Oh, what was... I forgot the guy's name. But there's a... Was it the, the Divided States of America? Ah, oh, crap. W. Kamau Bell? Yes, yes. That's yeah. it. On yeah. CNN? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, fine. So if there's a better show, it doesn't mean his show can't be other. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like, if your whole article is he shouldn't be the host because this other guy's better, that's just stupid. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think we can all agree, for a good time, Google Charles Barkley's daughter. Yes. Just... Yes. <laughs> Just try that out on the old Google machine. <laughs> try that out. We, we we will not leave you wrong on the Super Hoopers. We told you about Fizdale's wife. Oh, really? Sure. Telling you about Barkley's daughter. All right, sounds um, good. Sorry, that's my, that's my rant on all right, who yeah. Charles Barkley. Enough serious talk. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, until next week, keep, keep hooping. Hooping. For Elbow and Patty Mills. The play where he took Kawhi down and locked his arm in Dallas could have broken his arm. Ask David West, his current teammate, how things went when Jaja was playing for Dallas and he and David got into it. And then think about the history he's had and what that means to a team, what happened last night. A totally unnatural closeout that the league has outlawed years ago and pays great attention to it. And Kawhi's not there. And you want to know how we feel about it. You want to know if that lessens our chances or not. We're playing very possibly the best team in the league. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the East. And 9.75 people out of 10 would figure the Warriors will beat the Spurs. 
Well, we've had a pretty damn good season. We've played fairly well in the playoffs. I think we're getting better. And we're up 23 points in the third quarter against Golden State. And Kawhi goes down like that. And you want to know if our chances are less and you want to know how we feel. That's how we feel. I think when you're texting and you end up killing somebody, but you might not have intended to do that. All I care is what I saw. All I care about is what I what happened. And the history there exacerbates the whole situation and makes me very, very angry. But I'm still open to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> a basketball player should have a responsibility for the safety of the other nine individuals on the floor. Nobody wants to do anything that would put anybody else in danger for a game or a career. This guy's history is different. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. There are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper! Super Hooper! I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible.